Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Welcome in to today's edition of the Sports Toe Fantasy Baseball Show. Here's what's cooking today. We're talking start, bench, and trade. A little different, little change up there. As well as the playoff races and the ever so popular ads and drops. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Toe Fantasy Baseball Show. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show presented by Righteous Felon Jerky and BellyUpFantasySports.com. I'm your host, Vince Stover, joined by the senior fantasy baseball writer for BellyUpFantasySports.com, the one and only Kevin Wilson. Hey, Kev. Hey, how we doing? It's fine Sunday evening. Doing all right, man. We had lots of rain coming through and... I was actually napping. None of that going on around here. I had a nice Sunday nap uh, going here just a little bit before I came down, down to do the show. So uh, getting my, my prep in for my evening sleep tonight. Uh, okay. <laughs> feeling good. Sounds good. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, hey, let's say hello to our live viewers. Watching us on the Sports Stove YouTube page and the Belly Up Fantasy Facebook page. Thank you for tuning in. And also all those listening later to the audio version on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are coming down to the end of it, Kevin. That's right. Uh, we've got three, three weeks, weeks after left. Today, and we're the, the three weeks left. It's wild. So we won't have a, a whole lot more of these shows. Uh, actually, we haven't talked about exactly when we'll wrap it up, but uh, um, we're we're getting down to the end of it all. A fantasy baseball season. It's kind of wild to imagine that uh, we've already got. Through through a fantasy baseball season, but we're here, and uh, we're going to keep you going through the rest of this uh, s- the fantasy season, and uh, help you hopefully get to your championships. Last year, um, right. Kevin and I made it to the uh, the what do you call that semifinal? I don't know what you'd call that. The we oh, were we in the, the playoffs in any case. Yeah, playoffs. The winner of our matchup went to the championship, uh, <laughs> and Dan D'Amico ultimately beat us this year. Kevin's holding on to that one seed. Uh, at the moment, I'm still in the playoff hunt. We only have four teams that make the playoffs, and uh, I still feel confident I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to make it in uh, as I'm currently sitting in fourth place. But uh, I feel like I feel like I got a good situation ahead of me. So, uh, but we'll try to help you have that same That's success right. in your. We are here to spread the good news. So there we go. 
spread the good news. All right, let's get into segment number one today, and we call this the Fantasy Burner. The Fantasy Burner segment, we take one fantasy topic and uh, chat about that for a couple minutes, and today we're going to take on the popular... Uh, game of start, bench, sit, but we're going to trade, change it up just a little bit. Uh, I decide what we're going to do is start, bench, trade, because in fantasy baseball, um, sometimes you have guys that are uh, too much of a value or too much of a name just to, to straight out, flat out cut if you can trade them. Now, I have, I don't know when our trade deadline is, Kevin. Uh, Actually, you know, our trade deadline was last Friday at 11 p.m. Okay. Okay, so it's done. But I got another league that I got another league that expired actually today was the trade deadline today. Um, so anyway, so I guess maybe this is an already outdated game. Um, so maybe we are gonna have to do bench uh, start. Well, in our league, the, it would be, but not all league. Okay, so I got three guys who were drafted high and have not performed up to. Uh, don't have the numbers that you would want for being drafted at that position. And so today we're going to give you the chance to start, bench, or trade because, again, I don't like dropping guys that are easily tradable. And so that's what we're going to do. Here's the three guys we got. Aaron Judge, he was drafted sixth overall in our league. Manny Machado drafted 14th, and Paul Goldschmidt drafted 21st. All three of these guys have underperformed, and uh, as a season whole, it's just not been what it needs to be. So, Kevin, I'm going to let you go first. Start. Bench, and by bench, I mean I'm going to have patience with this guy. I really feel like he's going to help me in my playoff run. Uh, and then trade is, so starts the best the best of the bunch, of course. Bench is, I've got faith that they can help me in the playoffs. Trade is, they're not going to help me. I need to get rid of them and get something that can help me. Okay, so I didn't uh, didn't get with you about this before we got here. Because okay. I kind of have one answer for my personal self. And I have okay. one answer for the general public. Okay, sounds and, good. Okay, so for myself, because I'm the one you said 14th, I drafted Manny Machado. Right. Is on my team. And in both of my fantasy teams, I have Austin Riley also on mm -hmm. my team. So this is kind of a cheating question because since I have Austin Riley, Manny Machado, you're getting traded. Yeah, because I'll plug in Austin Riley right into his spot, and he's—I'm sure you noticed yesterday—the Braves put 21 on the Mets. Oh, I know. He hit a home run Friday. He hit a home run yesterday. He's hot as all get out. So Manny Machado's got to go. For the general public, that wouldn't necessarily be my answer. If I don't have Austin Riley on my team, Paul Goldschmidt has been better of late. And first base is a very slim position. I don't think I could possibly find anyone that I could put in that spot that would match his potential and, you know, production. And third base is also a, a shallow position. So Manny Machado, he's doing better. So I would bench him. I would start Paul Goldschmidt and I would trade Aaron Judge for a couple of reasons. One, because A, he has the name Aaron Judge. And B, he plays the outfield position, which I am confident I could find someone that could reasonably replace him. 
And I think that if I traded Aaron Judge, I'd probably get me a pretty good starting pitcher in return. Okay, I like it. I think I think my original answer would be start Judge, bench Machado, trade Goldschmidt. But I love your reasoning for why uh, why you have your your way. I think Judge definitely gets you the most in return. Um, so and the outfield is a little bit more of an easier crop to get. You can probably get a pitcher and an outfielder, a lesser outfielder, but an outfielder as well in a trade with Judge. Machado is going to be harder to trade, um, I think, in general, uh, because this year hasn't been great. Padres no. haven't been great, all that kind of stuff. Goldschmidt, if you have a Cardinals fan in your league, you could trade Goldschmidt for 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 all kinds of stuff. I've found that Cardinals fans, uh, those are the ones I want to trade with because they, they get a little crazy and they love they love their players. And so, um, so it'll be a little dependent on that. But I like the. I think right now Judge is probably the best. The best overall of these three. Um, Machado, I think, has the potential to find it here in the last month. And uh, Goldschmidt, their team is just out of it completely. Whereas San Diego, they're, they're practically out of it, but they're not. And the Yankees aren't out of it either. So I like to keep on hold on to the two guys whose teams still have something to play for. Therefore, I would trade Goldschmidt uh, for that reason. Uh, but it's been surprising with how disappointing these three guys. I mean, Machado, I've got him in another league too, and I, I've never wavered on him. I, I, it's a key. I wasn't going to let him go. but I, I, I certainly thought about doing that, especially early on, because he was more content on complaining about mm-hmm. the time clock and pretty much everything else about baseball than playing, <laughs> it seemed. And, uh, of course, the Padres slipped, slipped, and slipped. But uh, he's doing better. Um, he actually had three hits yesterday. So, and he had, uh, let's see, a two RB, uh, two runs and an RBI. He has two runs and an RBI today. So, I wouldn't want to give up on a third baseman, I don't think, unless I got blown away with, uh, with someone. With an offer. With yeah, I've kind of rode Gunnar Henderson all season as my second third uh, baseman. Yeah, if you if – you, we're patient with him. You're definitely getting the benefits out of that now. Yeah, he's had a rough week this week, but he's always bounced back from those. Uh, he actually had one, two, three, four negative point games this week, um, but they were negative ones. They weren't negative tens, but nonetheless, <laughs> you don't want to see any negatives coming from your guys, especially consistently. No. But I, I've liked that. That's kind of been my safety blanket this year. And a lot of leagues, and uh, and I've enjoyed having Gunnar Henderson. Like I said, I've actually in one league, I I had him, I dropped him, I brought him back on. Um, somebody else picked him up in between, and they dropped him. I went back and grabbed him again. I don't know. I got I got confidence, confidence in those Orioles kids. Uh, they're doing their job. Adley Rutschman's come through for me this year too. So <laughs> lots of lots of positives from there. But yeah, I like that. I, I again, it's surprising, surprising how bad or how not good some of these superstars have been this year. Uh, I looked at Juan Soto because, of course, he had a really rough start to the year. He has picked it up um, as well. Is there anybody else just off the top of your head that comes to mind that says, man, they just they haven't performed like I thought they were going to this year? There's there's quite a few of those. Uh, oh. I'm going to see if I can pull up. I had, a, I had a number of guys on this list. Yeah, so did I. Uh, let's see. Um, I can't believe uh, the first baseman 
Houston Astros, Jose. From the Astros. Um, yeah. It wasn't yeah, Abreu, you know, was it? Yeah, Jose okay. Abreu. He has been absolutely awful, plus he's on the IL now. Yeah. And so a lot of – and I was one of those that thought, well, he's going to Houston. That's a great landing spot for him. It just hasn't worked at all. And uh, Astros are playing just fine without him. So Jose Abreu is definitely goes to the list of my players that are most disappointing. He's certainly more disappointing than the three we just talked about. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jordan Alvarez is a guy that I almost put on this list as well. He has 235 fantasy points this year. Uh, Goldschmidt has 271. Uh, so, I mean, uh, you're looking at those numbers there. Uh, he was a guy I definitely considered to put on this list. Um, a guy that you drafted I would put on this list is Benny Pasquantino of Kansas City. Not that that was yeah. a huge gamble in any way, but we certainly expected more out of him and he's on the 60 day IL. Yeah. So if he didn't get really injured though, blame him for that, but he wasn't right. playing that well when he was in. So I was he liking him. Good. He was yeah. finding his groove a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, real Muto. We kind of talked about him in draft season. Um, oh, there was another guy that now I can't find him on here who I was thinking of. Well, any of the San Diego guys for the most part, Xander Bogarts pretty much. Yeah. Uh, what about you know, Cedric Mullins? This is a kid who had some really hot. I have weeks. him in both of my leagues, and I'm right there with you. And he's back from the IL, and he hit a home run, so maybe he can get it together. If he can finish so, out the season, right? I mean, he had moments yeah. early in the season that he was the best outfielder, and then he all was. of a sudden it kind of fell off, and then he got hurt. Then he got hurt, and he came back on Friday. Yeah. So there's still hope. I can pull that up because he's, like I said, he's on my roster. Cedric Mullins. Well, it wasn't too good. First two days, he was 0 for 4. All right. Yeah. Both days. And then today, he hit a home run. How about, so, yeah, yeah. How about catchers as a whole? Um, catchers. As a whole. Catchers was going to be a problem right from the start. And I the guys that, that we, I think you and I both believed in, Melendez for one. Yeah, Varsho. Right. Varsho yeah. for another, <laughs> simply because of that versatility. Yeah. Have really let us down. Even though uh Melendez, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but he has come around this week. So yeah. if he's available, somebody might want to look into. I've got Melendez on all of my fantasy teams. <laughs> got him everywhere. Um, but real quick at catchers, Adley Rutschman leads catchers with 281. Will Smith's up there. Sean Murphy, JT Romuto, Jonah Heim. Those are the guys at the top fantasy points-wise. Cal Raleigh's actually towards the top as well yeah, now. That's the guy um, that we wrestled with because of his high strikeout potential. Yeah. But uh, he has he's put the ball in play more than we probably thought he would. Oh, yeah. And so – if if he's on your team, if he's your catcher, your fantasy catcher, you're you're in good shape. Salvador Perez, though, yeah, he was supposed to be a top guy, not a top guy. No. Um, yeah, it's pretty. And much uh, the guy that I, Tyler Stevenson, yeah, absolutely been awful. <laughs> he's not even playing regularly anymore. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I know we're getting ahead of some. He's a guy I'm sure I'll be talking about a little bit later on. 
Okay. And so, uh, <laughs> and Alvarez is another one who, you know, he's got 21 home runs, but 0 for 1, 1 for 4, 1 for 5 didn't play, 0 for 3 didn't play. So it's not looking good for Mr. Alvarez, catching wise. <laughs> so if yeah. you find yourself a workable catcher, you're doing good. And there are That's some. Great. You just named off of some of those. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of catchers who definitely missed the mark this year. They sure have. All right, let's get on to our next segment we call the Call to the Pin. Our Call to the Pin segment is presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. If you want the purest jerky in the game, you got to go straight to the source. And Righteous Felon has partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land to lock up supply and guarantee the best tasting, best textured, and freshest beef jerky in the market. Go to RighteousFelon.com. Use code BELLYUP. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. And uh, I just want to get right into it now because I'm so proud of my Milwaukee Brewers. Four-game win streak, and they now have the largest lead they've had all season in the NL Central at three and a half games. I saw that, and I go, ouch. (laughs) Okay, so, and you happen to know who your Milwaukee Brewers are playing this week? Uh, This week? uh, I forget. Are they going out west? They're going out west. Yeah, Dodgers. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they play the Dodgers. Then this weekend they come here to Texas and they play oh, on. Right. The they play the Texas Rangers this week. Yeah, this you going to the game? Up. <laughs> if it wasn't 175 degrees, <laughs> we might consider doing that. But um, so this is a big week for the Brewers. Yes, you're right. They are taking on two first place teams, both on the road, mm. and um, as you mentioned, because they were sputtering. But they got it together a little bit now. And so this is a big week. If they come out of this, if we're talking next Sunday and they still have that three-and-a-half game lead, then that's a successful week for them. Yeah, they're, they've won seven of their last ten, but they played Pittsburgh, Washington, and Colorado. In my opinion, they should have they should have won nine of their last nine, and they didn't do that. Uh, they did sweep uh, the White Sox, which is good. Um, yeah, but it's not saying a whole lot right now, so yeah. Well, but when you're a Brewers fan, you'll take it, doesn't matter who they're playing, you gotta you gotta beat them. <laughs> and thankfully, you they do. did, they, they did indeed. Surprised about the Cubs, yeah, right? Yeah, they or that wasn't the Cubs, it was the Indians. I'm thinking of they t- played the Indians and didn't take advantage of that. So, yeah, the Guardians, the Guardians. The Guardians. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> the Guardians. All right, I know we're what two years into this now. I yeah. should have this straightened out, but uh, that's yeah, a Guardians. hard. That one and Washington football team or uh, Commanders. Those are the two I struggle with the most. Cleveland yeah, and well, Cleveland baseball. Washington. I was, of course, in the Navy. Commanders ain't making it. <laughs> Changing soon, so they say. Back that's to baseball. Uh, so anyway, Chicago is three and a half there. back. They've overtaken Cincinnati for second place. Cincinnati's two Cincinnati of their last has ten. come to their knees. Yeah, I and, love it. Um, two and eight in their last ten. They're they're minus twenty one in, 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 in run differential. That's bad because they've got a pretty good offense still. And um so it's not looking good for Cincinnati, as you predicted way back on June, somewhere in June, I believe you said. Man, if I had the time, I'd go back and take the clip out 
I, I'm not going to go back and look for it, but I tried to tell everybody the Cubs were you coming for the Reds' position, and the Reds were falling. Right? You've been consistently that drum has been beat to death by you now. That uh, and I, I I could certainly see that because they're a young team, they don't have the experience or the pitching as you right. mentioned. If they were Abbott, healthy, that's yeah, one. They're thing. not healthy. Yeah. So you know, it's, maybe they take a step forward and learn something after this year. Right. So uh, that's that should be their goal right now going down the stretch. Yeah, I agree. I think the offseason they need to address the pitching. I like what they have with some of the young guys, but they've got to add some veteran pieces to it uh to help them out for yeah, sure. But... Joey Votto is, you know, going to be qualified for uh you know, retirement here pretty yeah, he soon. He can play in the senior league next year if that's he wants right. to. Right, you know, yeah, when they when they do that, was it the Yankees do that? Have a senior, you know, day, <laughs> you know, whatever it was. And uh, so maybe the Reds can do that and Joey Votto can show up. And- yeah. We're going to skip through the NL East. There's nothing to talk about there. Um, the NL West, though, the Giants have fallen back. Now they're yeah, eight and a half back. 21 runs. <laughs> oh, Atlanta. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, the, 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 the Giants played the Texas Rangers this week. They won today, but, and that was one of the correct decisions I made this week because I, uh, had uh, the starting pitcher for the Giants yesterday, and I looked, and I'm like, this is not good. So he got whacked, and then he gave up six runs. So good call there. And um, But they're uh, plus 17, and run differential is not good at this point in the season. Right. And uh, Leafs are better than Arizona. Arizona is minus 23. Man, I cannot believe. Now, listen, we said they're not going to finish out as strong as they started. They're young. They're going to have some growing yeah, pains, different things. But in a row. I did not see this coming at all. I didn't either. I, you know, as you said, we saw them, you know, coming back to earth, but they didn't come back to earth. They, they drove right to the center. Of them. <laughs> so, so they can. How about those Dodgers? Dodgers are nine straight. And so. Everything's good. Clayton Kershaw pitched on Friday, looked good. And Lance Lynn, I was not convinced that Lance Lynn was the guy for the Dodgers, but he has pitched well. So, and um, only somebody tried to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> pitching's the only thing that stands in the way of the Dodgers and at least getting to Atlanta in the NL championship series. Yeah. If they get pitching, they've got the hitting. They're plus 131 run differential. And Atlanta's plus 194, which is ridiculous. But uh, that's easily the second best in the league. So they've got the offense. And uh, they've – they've this this thing that they're working with 17 different out you know, infielders <laughs> – it's not something I thought would work, but it is. It is, yeah. It is I, working. It's Hernandez be, is working. And yeah. so uh, this this week's series with the Brewers will say a lot about both of these teams. Um, you know, when the Brewers played Atlanta, I wasn't surprised they got swept. I think Atlanta's the best team out there. But the Dodgers are a team that the Brewers should be able to play with. Not saying they can sweep them or anything like that. Even if they just take one game, uh, I think that's a positive. But this could be a matchup we see in the playoffs. Uh, Milwaukee and the Dodgers playing to see who gets to play Atlanta. And 
I think it could be a fun series. Um, I think the strength of the Brewers uh, is the weakness of the Dodgers, and the strength of the Dodgers is the weakness of the Brewers. So it's an interesting matchup. Should be fun to watch this week. Uh, but it looks like the Dodgers are in full control of what's going on at West, which brings us to the wild card race then, right, uh, right. because I think we got our top three teams. I think the Dodgers, the Braves, and the Brewers, I think they're all locked in in the division. Yes, the Cubs I could catch the Brewers, but I don't think they will. Uh, the wild card right now is the Phillies, the Giants, and the Marlins, with the Cubs only a half game out, the Reds a game out, the Diamondbacks two and a half out. Yeah, um, but they're only I, at 500. I'm not... No, right. There's no more chips for Arizona. Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't know that any of those teams, though, are going to run away with it. I'm not sure that no, the Marlins no. are going to be able to, to create a whole lot of space there. Maybe not even the Giants. I mean, I think I wouldn't be surprised with any of those teams making the wild card. Yeah, the question none of them is... are playing well. Philadelphia, you can lock them in. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, but I think San Francisco, Miami, Chicago, Cincinnati, Arizona, to me, those are teams you don't know what's going to happen with them the rest of the no. way. And then San Diego is three games behind Arizona. If you're three games behind Arizona after that, you just lost nine in a row. <laughs> just, you know, San Diego needs to cancel the rest of their season. And, um, I'm shocked. Yeah. 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 Shocked. And it's interesting, too, because, um, of course, I'm on Reddit. And um, there were some people that were saying, because the fans in San Diego show up every single day. I don't know if you saw Juan Soto when he made a comment earlier in the week about how there's no competitive fire or something like I'm, I'm paraphrasing what he said. And it's like, it's August, dude. <laughs> Where was this comment month ago? But the point is that the fans show up 38,000 strong per game, every game, whether it's weekday, weekend, whatever. So the fans have been into it. The players, not so much. Yeah. And there's no excuse for that whatsoever. Exactly. It, it's like they thought they could flip a switch. In and Oakland, then you know, the you switch get 8,000 people in the stadium. No, it didn't work. Uh, Nothing San Diego has tried this year has worked. Correct. And um, that's fine with me, you know, being a Dodger guy. And, <laughs> yeah, you don't mind. <laughs> and I always thought, you know, because they beat the Dodgers in the playoffs to my eternal shame. And so... I thought that was springing them forward to a pretty big year this year. Sure. But right from the opening gun, they have disappointed. And then they bring in these awful uniforms on top of everything else. <laughs> and it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm not in San Diego to see it up close and personal. I used to live there. I've been to their stadium, both of them. And um, I'm glad I'm not seeing it. <laughs> Let's move to the American League. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you what, the Orioles, I I still don't believe they have the pitching to win a World Series, but they seem to have enough to hold on to the AL East right now. Still three games up on Tampa. Toronto's and not Tampa making it in the ground either. Every available starting pitcher. Right. Yeah, they lost one for the season. What, McClanahan, I think, McClan is done for the they, season. Yeah, this week, McClanahan went, that hurts because I've got him in my other fantasy league. <laughs> Springs, I drafted. He's done. He's been done for months. Yeah. Rasmussen, I drafted. He's been done for months. And um, so, what know. you're saying is, is the, the got Kevin Curse up today. Yeah, the so, Kevin Curse is real in Tampa. Uh, yep. So yeah. I'm sorry to say Tampa, but I have to say, who was it that believed in him right from the start? That would be me. Yeah. 
You would think that would cancel out any curse whatsoever, <laughs> but not. Oh, it just adds to it, Kev. Uh, okay. Tampa, interesting stat on Tampa. Uh, they're really good at home, 40 and 22 at home. Uh, on the road, they're 31 and 27. So that just tells Don't you that, that they can do it at home, which is crazy because home field advantage isn't prevalent in Tampa. Uh, but they went at home and they, they do fine on the road. Uh, but you get to the playoffs, going to Baltimore in the playoffs is different than being in the dome in Tampa. It is. It absolutely is. And, and it, you could say that about if, if you play at Baltimore or, you know, if you wind up, but you're going to have to wind up playing somebody from the AL Central. Right. Whether it's Minnesota or Cleveland. No, it's Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota, I, you know, I, I agree. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think the Central. In, uh, September, you know, you probably might yeah. need some mittens while you're at the plate. Yeah. And so. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So it, it doesn't look good there. Plus, you know, the Astros are lurking. You got Texas. You can play indoors in Texas or Houston. So you're go you're yeah. good there. Yeah, we won't talk about the AL Central again. I don't think there's anything to talk about there. Twins no. four and a half up. I don't see Cleveland do anything there. Let's go to the West though. Rangers still holding on, still that massive run differential. Uh great record, 70 and 48. They're two and a half up on Houston and six and a half up on Seattle. I like this West division. Uh, I think the playoffs are going to be kind to this West division, Kevin. I, I honestly think that the, we got a winner coming out of the West this year in the American league. I do too. As uh, you know, Texas is playing well, as you mentioned, and uh, Dane Dunning was a guy that I was skeptical of after they made all those trades, but he has pitched extremely well. And so their pitching has, has smoothed out. And uh, the relief pitching, Chapman has done what Chapman does. And so that straightened out their bullpen a little bit. They're hitting, as you mentioned, they're plus 182 in run differential. It used to be, remember, Tampa Bay was blowing the doors off. Right. But, but they're plus 182. Tampa Bay is now plus 146. So Texas has blown way by them offensively. And uh, even though Josh Jung, their third baseman, is yep. is injured, and so and Heim, another All Star, has been injured, but uh, they they've won eight out of ten, and they did that on the road. So the wild you know, card race is down to basically two teams. Uh, Toronto's currently in. Uh, Seattle's on their heels now. Boston could still make a run. New York could still make a run. Angels don't. I don't think so, but you I know, think it's between Seattle and the Toronto. They made all those trades. I'm like, well, you know, you're just trying to pacify Mr. Otani. Yeah, that's not going to work. I think you had Either to. Way. <laughs> and, um, I don't blame well, him for you, that. You know, you kind of had to do that, which I, I totally get. I knew they weren't going to trade him, and yeah. they didn't. And then they brought in these guys. Lucas Giolito, I was not sold on, and good for reason. He has not pitched well. I didn't. I didn't think that he would fit in too well over there. And so, you know, give him credit for, for rolling the dice. But, you know, for what this now, seven years, there will be no playoffs come <laughs> yeah. Atlanta Hunt. I'll tell you what, those American League is tough. Um, they've, they're better than I thought they were coming into the year. Uh, Baltimore, we, we thought Baltimore would be better. We didn't realize they'd be this good. Texas, I didn't see this coming from Texas no, either. I thought they would. I, you know, because Seattle 
we thought would be and they are right now playing well. Yep. But they weren't for a long time. So I thought Houston and Seattle and Texas. And um it's the reverse of that. So Texas is on top. They're gonna win. I'm not gonna say they're gonna win their division, but I think they will. Staff, they can. They certainly yeah. it's Houston. It's Houston. Yeah. And then they got Justin Verlander back, who's making a liar out of me when I said he's not gonna be a <laughs> elite starting pitcher in the second half. But uh he wouldn't have been in New York, but, but no, in Houston, no, no, no. yeah, he fits. Yeah, so that works for them. So it's going to be a, a epic run to the playoffs in baseball and football. You know, they all want the spotlight and everything else, but baseball deserves their own spotlight. Yeah, I, I like the top four in the NL, but I like all six in the AL. I like what yeah, we're seeing out of them. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Any of them. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I still think the Braves are the best team overall, but I think I think the AL is going to put up a, a pretty tough shot here uh, throughout this this following uh, run. All right, that is our call to the pen presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. Go to RighteousFelon.com. Use code BELLYUP for 15% off your purchase. It is time for our third and final segment, the Fantasy Focus. <laughs> All right, Fantasy Focus is presented by BellyUpFantasySports.com, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy sports to find advice, opinions, and other information uh, for NFL, NBA, NHL, and, of course, Major League Baseball. It's also where you can find all of Kevin Wilson's articles, BellyUpFantasySports.com. It's time for our ads and drops segment, uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to this because I got three guys to drop that I think uh, are obvious, and I've got three guys to pick up as well. But we're going to start with you, Kevin. We'll do ads first. Uh, Who do we need to add this week? Okay, so um, a player that that I mentioned earlier that uh, that I uh, was not sold on in any way, shape, or form, and is 8.4% rostered, that's Enrique Hernandez. He was in my article that I wrote at the beginning of the week. And he's still holding in there. He's the he's playing every every day, which is really a surprise to me because he's not a good defensive player. But he's playing, and he has hit in four out of five games, and uh, he's scoring runs. And uh, at eight point four percent rostered, Enrique, and he plays second, short, and in the outfield, and so he could plug a lot of spots for you all over the place and he's and he's available and so that's what i look for when i see you know, who who could i possibly add and um he's available almost all leagues and he can help you in every format so if you need help at second which we've talked about is a is not deep at all if you need help at second or short or in the outfield enrique hernandez is a guy i would look at yeah, I added him in a league. I actually dropped him uh, a couple of days later, but I did bring him into a league because I needed that flexibility for a time. And uh, he has been playing well. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy who's only owning 2.1% of leagues. And this is maybe a week early on when you should add him. Uh, but it's a pitcher, Yoan okay. Adon. It's spelled like Joan. Uh, Yoan Adon. Uh, for, actually, he's owning only 1% of leagues now. Um, he had a start, his first start of the year back on August 5th against Cincinnati. 
He went six innings, three earned runs, seven strikeouts, 25 fantasy points. He has been officially added to the rotation. They're going to go a six-man rotation the rest of the year, and he's been added into the rotation. He had his second start against Oakland this week on the 11th, but he had leg cramps and got pulled out early. He only got three innings in. His next start is Friday against Philadelphia. That's why I say don't – might be a week early on him. Um, but he's going to be a guy that should be able to – he's young. Uh, they're giving him the opportunities to go out there and, and do his thing. And uh, he's a good streamer right now to watch with the matchups and, and do what's best for you there. So Yoan, spelled like Joan, J-O-A-N, Adon from Washington. Okay. So my guy that is also a pitcher – and a pitcher that I mentioned last week, and you uh, correctly pointed out the fact that he was facing the Houston Astros next, <laughs> and that's Chase Chase Silseth. And he's at 13.2% rostered, and this is what he did against Houston. No runs on four hits, struck out five, walked two, 19 fantasy points. So it seems that this guy is, is matchup proof, which is, um, I can't believe I'm saying that, about an angel pitcher. But right. this is what he's done in his last four games. Against the the Yankees, 25 fantasy points. Against Atlanta, and this is the real stunner, 20 fantasy points. Seattle, 27 fantasy points. And then Houston, 19. That's four straight starts that he has brought home the gold. He faces Tampa on Saturday, which should give you caution. But I'm throwing caution to the wind with this guy because he is taking everybody down. And so when you're looking for pitchers at 13.2% roster, doesn't get much more available than that. So if you need pitching and you can wait until Saturday to add him, go. I would. that's a, something I would look, certainly look at. And that's Chase Silset. I'm not convinced I got that correctly, but uh, <laughs> that's what I'm going to go with. That's how it's spelled. Uh, that's how it's spelled, okay? Me and, and Kevin don't games, claim – yeah, if so, Chase, if you're watching this and that's wrong, please just shoot me an email. That's I'll right. straighten it out for you, no worries. But, uh, yeah, 13.2% roster, Chase, Silsa, get him on your team while you still can. Me and Kevin never claim to know how to pronounce these names. That's right. Ones so, are being like effective. Said, yeah, you see there. my Twitter handle is right there, Kevin62WALSCA. Shoot me a tweet. Or an X or whatever the heck it is we're doing right now. <laughs> and um, I will get truth. it straight, I promise. All right, I'm going to go Chicago Cub outfielder. 14.6% own Mike Touchman. Uh, he's been solid in August. He's had an incredible August, actually. Um, he had his first negative point game in August on Saturday. Uh, did not play today. But before that, against the Mets, he had a great series, scoring 10 total points. Against Atlanta, he scored seven total points. Against Cincinnati, he had his massive uh, breakout with 23 points in that series. Um, he's been really solid playing every day with the exception of today. This is the first game he has not played in in the last three weeks. And uh, so he's he's getting plenty of playing time, and he's producing points at the same time. Um, it's been, been pretty good. Basically, you've got Hap, Bellinger, and Suzuki, and him, Touchman, who are uh, they, one of them is going DH. The other ones are going outfield and uh, he's been solid for the Cubs. Again, the Cubs are on a hot streak. You want to catch those kinds of teams, find the people who are doing well, jump on them while they're doing well and let them go the moment they, they falter. But I like Mike Tauschman as a, as an option. Okay. So as you recall, 
those that read my article this week, he was in there. So there I'm you with go. you 100% behind him. All right, so the last guy uh, is, is one that we mentioned when we were talking about traded hitters and um, someone that we weren't convinced was going to be able to hold his weight, but certainly has. That's Jake Berger of the Miami Marlins. And he is at 8.6% rostered, but this is what he's done this week. All right, so one for four, scored a run. One for four, two for four, two RBIs. Two for three, one run scored. Three for five, two RBIs. So that's three straight games where he has two or more hits. And um, he's one of those ones, you know, we were talking about Manny Machado, maybe finding somebody that could might adequately replace him. This may be the guy that you might want to look at. At 8.6% roster, doesn't get much more available than that. If you have any problems at third, which most teams do have, mm-hmm. Jake Berger, Miami Marlins, is murdering the baseball. So you want to, and he's doing it in Miami, which is not a hitter's park at all. So him while he's swinging the bat. And then, like you said, once he cools, then maybe we can move off of him. But right now, Go ahead and get him on your team. Well, I'm going to go with one of my favorite veterans in Major League Baseball. Okay. He is multi-positional, third base, first base, designated hitter. He just okay. finished off a series against Houston, which is good. That means he's going to get better. Uh, okay. But he's had a really solid run here early August, and it's the one and only Moose, Mike Moustakis, um, for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, 5% owned. I had a, a bit of a rough stretch against Houston this week, but against San Francisco, he looked solid. Against Seattle, he was really good also. Uh, before that, he had a decent series against Toronto and, a, and an okay series against Atlanta. Again, you got that positional uh, of flexibility there with third base and first base plus the DH spot. Um, Moose is one of those guys he has contributed for every team that he's played for, and he's come through again this year. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to go anywhere. But Moose is getting his his time on the field, and he's producing you some fantasy points at the same time. So if you got an injury at first base or third base, call on Moose. He'll take care of you. Okay, so even though we both are definitely out of the Angels, we've got one player each. That's right. Add. That's so right. That's why it's a team game. It's not an individual game. Exactly. All right, we ready for drops, or do you got another ad you want to say? Okay, no, let's go to drops. So – the drop that I, I mentioned earlier, and that's Alex Cobb, starting pitcher, San Francisco Giants. And this is a guy that's he's about 62% rostered, but this is what he's done in his last two. And the biggest crime that he committed all right, was in the start before this last one against the Oakland A's, the defensive list, you know, Oakland A's, the sorry excuse Oakland A's. Five and a third innings, five runs on seven hits. There's no defending that. Hmm. So then yesterday he goes up against the Texas Rangers. Is even worse, six runs on nine hits, two walks, negative six fantasy points. Now, if that doesn't convince anyone that he needs to go to the outhouse, this next thing should convince you of that because on Friday he pitches in Atlanta. You want nothing to do (laughs) with a pitcher facing the Braves 
anywhere right now, but especially in Atlanta, that is a death mark. So Alex Cobb, I had him. I saw this and I dropped him. So please follow my advice. Send him to the outhouse immediately and don't look back until after he clears this Atlanta game. Maybe we can bring him up because he's, he's had some decent starts. He had a 23 point start earlier this this uh at the end of july so we might revisit this but for now you have no need of having alex cobb on your fantasy roster anywhere at any size of any reason (laughs) all right i'm going to start my drops with uh kind of a reminder of just how fickle fantasy baseball can be (laughs) Uh, so earlier this week, I had an opportunity to get some prep in for this show earlier than normal. And so on Friday, I was working on all this stuff, doing the research, all that kind of stuff. And I put this guy down. Um, and when I did, he had only played three games. He was one for 11, zero home runs, zero RBIs, negative five points. And I was like, perfect. Everybody jumped on him because he's got a big name, but he's been injured. He's finally back and he's doing horrible. You need to let him go, and it's Trevor's story. That being said, he scored 11 points today, going four for four against Detroit, two stolen bases. He's got uh, three stolen bases uh, total in his last two games. Uh, He's got the Nationals up next. So I came prepared to tell you to get rid of Trevor's story, and in reality, I've got to tell you, don't get rid of Trevor's story um, because – not only did he show up against Detroit, he's got Washington this week. Now, he did bad against Kansas City, but it was his first series back. Uh, so he's got the Nationals next. Then he goes against the Yankees and the Astros um, and the Dodgers. So maybe keep an eye out, and you might need to let him go um, after the National series. But I guess we're giving him a shot, see what happens now. So I had him as a drop, but I have to admit, it's probably not the right move now, like it looked like it was on Friday. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, that, that, yeah, you might want to give a little caution to that next three games. That's true. <laughs> all right, so we were praising and jumping all the up and down about some uh, Anaheim Angels. This is where the 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 bus goes off the cliff. All right, and uh, this guy's a thirty one point six percent rostered. His Reed Detmers of the <laughs> Angels, and so this is what he's done in his last two games. Against Seattle, seven runs on nine hits, two walks, negative two fantasy points. At Houston, which, you know, you can kind of give, you know, a little little leeway for that. But still, seven runs on seven hits, three walks, negative 15 fantasy points. Mm-hmm. On Wednesday at Texas Rangers, you want nothing whatever to do with Reed Detmers. There's no reason to hold on to him. He hasn't scored more than 12 fantasy points in his last six starts. So those that have him at 31.6% rostered, make that 0.6% rostered by the end of the week, this week coming up, because he's got no reason to be on a fantasy roster. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go to Oakland. I'll tell you this right now. If you own somebody on the Oakland Athletics and you know their name before the season started, you should not have them on your roster. The only guys performing right now are the guys that nobody's ever heard of, that nobody knows of, Zach Galoff, Seth Brown, 
uh, Nick Allen, Jordan Diaz. Nobody knows those guys. But what we do know is the name Estory Ruiz. And we were told at the beginning of the year, you got to have him. He steals bases. He's going to steal all kinds of bases, all that good stuff. Listen, uh, Estory Ruiz is not a fantasy valuable player right now. He's got three stolen bases in the last 16 games. Uh, he's got one fantasy point. Um, it's it's just not good. Uh, he shouldn't be on your team. Honestly, I, I don't see why you'd have an Oakland A on your team. But that being yeah, said, there are a couple of guys right now that are doing okay. Uh, but they're the no-name guys. So if you know their names, so I'm saying Tony Kemp, Brent Rooker, um, Astoria Ruiz, these are guys that should not be on your team. Okay. I can agree with that. And so we were talking about catchers earlier. My last guy is because uh, the New York Mets, most dysfunctional team. And there's been a lot of dysfunctional teams in baseball history, but the <laughs> Mets go right up to the top of that list. And so Francisco Alvarez, I, I mentioned him earlier, has 21 home runs. But uh, when I'm looking at this, I don't even have the last time he hit a home run. I'd have to research this further, which I'm not going to do. But uh, this last week, he has zero, one, one. Didn't play, zero, didn't play. So at 32% rostered, you've got to be able to find a catcher, especially if you're in like a 10-man league or like we are even a 12-man. There's got to be a catcher that you can get and on the waivers. If if trades are still allowed, you can find a catcher. Now, Francisco Alvarez is not him. So drop him and find yourself a better guy behind the plate than that. I've got a guy that we're going to file under. Why in the world is he on your roster? Uh, He is owned in 37.9% of leagues. Starting pitcher for the New York Yankees, Luis Severino. Five of his last seven starts have been negative fantasy points. Negative seven, negative three, negative 11, 16, 12, and negative 12. Then negative 10. I'm sorry, six out of his last eight games have been negative points. His next start is Tuesday against the Atlanta Braves. What are you doing with this guy on your team? He does not belong there. Yankees fans seem to hate him, so I don't know why any Yankees fans would have him. I don't know why anybody would have him. How is he owning 37.9% of leagues? I'm stunned when you say that, that, that percentage of him being on rosters. There's just no defense of that at all, at all. Listen, the Yankees pitching staff outside of Garrett Cole, yikes. Uh, Clark Schmidt has had a good run as of late, I guess, uh, so I shouldn't discount him. Uh, let's see here. His last game against the White Sox, 21 points. He's got double-digit points since uh, July 15th. He's had some decent runs, some okay runs along the way, but Severino, Rodon, Cortez, I know a couple of those guys are injured. Uh, Germán, I mean, goodness, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get these guys off your roster. They're killing know. you. Is there, Playoff time. There, you know, I don't want to. I want to stare and, and uh, you know, front my own horn too much. But uh, <laughs> you know, when German pitched his his perfect game, mm-hmm. I said that doesn't change my opinion of him. Right. And he's not going to be on my fantasy team. And he has certain proved that to be true. And so now he's not even on the team, won't be on the team the rest of the way. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, the, the Yankees, they're pitching. If, if all you have is, is Cole, which is, which is excellent. He sure. pitched well yesterday. No, was that today? 
I think yeah. that was today. He pitched well, and then the Yankees bullpen imploded with five runs in the ninth. <laughs> okay. Yes. So the whole team is diseased right now. So, and I'm not a Yankees guy. Won't pretend to be one. Couldn't pretend to be one if I wanted to. So it does not make me sad when the New York Yankees are not playing well. I know we've got some guys in our in our sphere of <laughs> of influence who are Yankee guys, but yeah. Oh well. Yeah. I'm not the Yankees. They showed us at the trade deadline. They don't think they can win. Um, they've given up. It's just they're going to finish out the year and move on to the next thing. I'd assume Aaron Boone gets fired. I assume they make some changes. They're going to make some big signs. If if uh, Aaron Boone gets fired, he's the wrong guy. And apparently it's, well, it's trending on Twitter at, or trending somewhere. Yeah. And, yeah, they need um, to fire the GM. They, they, yeah, there's they, a lot that has they, to happen in New York. Yeah, that usually is not the course of action. Yeah. The GM fires the manager, of course. And gives himself a little leeway for a year or so. Yeah. And then, but yeah, he's, they both need to sit there and, and clean out their offices at the same time. <laughs> and uh, maybe they can exchange email addresses or something out the door. Yeah. But, uh, that they both need to go. I agree. All right. Let's get into a breakdown of our fantasy league real quick. It was a rough week for the good guys. Uh, I lose the dad by about 30 points. I had two pitchers throw negative points at me today, uh, which did not help. Uh, so dad beats me. I still scored 374. I can live with that. Uh, Kevin Wilson goes down for the first time in seven weeks. Uh, he's going to lose to Chase Thorne. That's going to be painful for you because Chase, you're going to have to listen to him. Uh, but Chase is on a five game win streak. Do him today if we, because we didn't do our show because of the, of the, of the expo that was going on. So, but yeah, so that a week I'll have to, you know, set that aside. For a week. <laughs> but you both scored over 400 points this week. Uh, Chase just outscored you. Dan D'Amico only scores 205 points, comes away with the win, stays in the playoff hunt. He'll go to 9-9. Nine and nine. Nathan Nguyen drops the 2-16 and 16, uh, on the year. Drew Childs loses to Nick Macaronis. Um, both of those guys were 7-10, and 10, needing a win to stay and stay and have a chance for the playoffs. Nick hits it, 377 points, gets them. Still in the conversation, it's going to be a hard, hard go for him to get yeah. to play. With only three weeks left, that's that's a hard thing. To He's have. going to have to win out and hope some people lose. Uh, Mike Brown, co-founder of Belly Up Sports, he moves the nine and nine this week, uh, beating Brendan Myers, and uh, so now we've got an interesting little run for the playoffs. Right now, the top four goes Kevin Wilson, Dale Stover, Chase Thornton, and myself. With uh, Dan D'Amico uh, a game back, Mike Brown a game back from the playoff hunt right now. I do not play either of those guys um, the rest of the way out. Uh, so we will not get a chance to knock each other out. But uh, nonetheless, it'll be a fun little match. If you saw, I mean, three weeks, that's all we got left in this fantasy season. Uh, you got to give it your all at this point. You got you to be willing to let go of guys that you weren't willing to let go earlier in the season right. if, it, if it comes down to making the playoffs or missing the playoffs. And and unfortunately, as you mentioned, Dan, him and I play each other this week. Okay. And then um, a week after that, I played Tim, Team Childs, whatever with that. But then I finished out with Mike Brown. So yeah. if either of those guys has any, you know, intention of making the playoffs, they're both going to have to take me down to do it yeah i got brennan myers nick macaronis and nathan nuyen honestly 
I've got probably the easiest schedule the rest of the way out. I uh, still got to beat them, though. I uh, still got to beat them. Nick, Nick doesn't lay down. He always puts his roster through. Uh, Brennan and Nathan, uh, they don't usually score very high, but, <laughs> but, the, uh, but Nick does. So that's an interesting one to watch out for. So, so uh, Chase plays your dad Ooh. this week coming up. So that would be interesting to see. Yeah. And Nick and Mike play each other. So uh, that'll be interesting to see. You've got to sell the team or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> so, uh, Brennan Myers, yeah. That's yeah, it, up. it's going to be a fun one the rest of the way out. Uh, I'm looking at Mike's schedule right oh, now. Yeah. He's got Nick, Nathan, and he closes out with you. Uh, so Nick and you are going to be a hard matchups for him. Basically, what it comes down to, I just need to win out. I just need to finish it off, and yeah, if I can win two weeks. I'll be, for, I'll be uh, not looking good for Dan because he's got, like I said, he's got me. He's got uh, your dad. Yeah. So that's not looking good at all right there. So. Yeah, and dad's got Chase, Dan D'Amico, and Drew Childs to finish out his year. Dad's in. You and dad are set. Um, and honestly, I think, I feel like me and Chase are pretty well set as well. But there's a chance for Dan D'Amico and Mike Brown to make a run um, at the end of the day. But uh, at this point, if I can, if I win twice, I'm in. If Chase wins once, he's in. Um, actually, my playoff percentage is higher than Chase's. I guess that's because of who I'm playing against. But you and you and Dad are both locked in to the playoffs, and uh, we'll be ready ready to rock and roll in, in four weeks to start off the playoffs. So we'll be ready for that. You know, I'm ready. Oh yeah. So uh, no worries about that. So as it currently sits, me and you would face off in round one of the playoffs. Well, that that kind of has a familiar ring to it. <laughs> yes, so. indeed. Good times. Good times. Good times. All right, Kev. What's going on in your world All this right, week? So, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I uh, I have an article out. Uh, week eighteen pickups. Uh, some of those players may not be applicable at this point, but you might want to go check it out and see. If uh, any of them on there still are swinging the bat or pitching. And then I had an article that I wrote because, and I didn't mention them in my drop section right here, because I have my whole article is uh, on Tim Anderson of the Chicago White Sox. All right. I was sitting there and I was doing my research, like you're talking about, and I came across his name and I could not believe the roster percentage that he had. And I'm thinking to myself, what in the world is going on with this? This is insane. He should be nowhere near anyone's fantasy roster at this point in the season. I don't care what kind of league you're in, what the size is, or anything else. And so I put together an article explaining my reasons why he needed to be dropped. And so and I posted that to my uh, good friends, the legions over there on Reddit. And mm-hmm. they came after me like a dog taking down a bone. Really? Saying, what are you saying? This guy should have been dropped months ago, which was my yeah. point. Yeah. Which was my point. Exactly. So what in the world is the 40% of people having him on their <laughs> roster doing? Yep. And yep. so I got ridiculed some for that. So I, accepted that ridicule and said, hey, if this helps one person to see the light <laughs> and drop him from their roster, then I you've done your part worth the work uh, the yeah. effort 
that I put into this and the ridicule that I took because of it, as people say, it pretty much boils down to the word, duh. Yeah. Drop him today, duh. Yeah. I don't need you like to tell it. me that. Well, somebody <laughs> needed to be told that. So 40% of people, yeah. Very good. Uh, I'll drop my power rankings tomorrow night or Tuesday morning. Uh, I've been dropping them on Sundays. Last week, I dropped it later in the week. And guess what? Uh, it found some people. As a matter of fact, uh, we were the third trending power rankings article I saw in that. all the world. Yeah, I saw that. So, yeah. So congrats to you on that. Thank you. Yeah. So I figure, well, maybe people would rather see it on Tuesday versus on Sunday. So we're going to drop it a little later here the rest of the season. And uh, you can you can catch that at bellyupsports.com. You can catch Kevin's articles at belly up right. fantasy, belly up fantasy live or belly up fantasy.com not live but uh, that's <laughs> up show that I'm doing Sports. Sundays at 10 p.m. central you that's can right. check football. that out yeah football right. is alive and well uh, my dad and I start our NFL coverage this Wednesday so you can tune in at eight o'clock for that we just finished the college preview uh, if you missed those past episodes you can always catch those and then uh, we're having the Sports Stove Local Hour this week again as well. Myself and EKU defensive lineman Ryan Jackson are previewing the positions, and we're getting to linebackers this week for EKU linebackers there as well. Uh, thank you to BellyUpFantasySports.com okay. for their support of the show. Thank you to Righteous Felon Jerky. Go to RighteousFelon.com and use code BELLYUP to get 15% off your purchase. Thanks That's to right. Kevin Wilson. Taco or lemon pepper. Flavors. (laughs) Thanks to Kevin Wilson for coming on as always. And thank you for listening to today's edition of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove. Everybody have a great week.